Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable, 
And this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and find our show archive and more at www.thesecretteachings.info. Polarity, consensus, and collectivization. These are some of the subjects we discussed last night on the topic of idealism. Idealism is the primary driving force of the new cultural revolution. It uses coercive persuasion as a tool to collectivize thought and actions into groups and herds that respond to manufactured consensus through emotional triggers and ultimately a form of hysteria. It would be nice if, as some say, certain groups of people or certain individuals wouldn't do one thing or another. It would be nice if there weren't rapists. It would be nice if there wasn't racism. It would be nice if there wasn't sexism or whatever the ism might be. They say, end blank now. End racism now. End this now. End that now. End discrimination now. End something could be anything. End poverty, end homelessness, end the distrust in medicine, law, politics, media, law enforcement, end sexual violence, end these things now as if it's a switch. It's like, oh, we didn't realize people wanted to end these things. Let's go ahead and fix it. And then they hit the button and now it's all fixed and we all live happily ever after. We all sing Kumbaya and we all float away into the sunset and it's a happy ending for all of humanity. Just The people in control had no idea that you wanted to end racism. They had no idea about this. Good thing you spray-painted that on somebody's business. It really brought everybody together. It continues to bring people together. But see, idealism is not practical. Idealism is not practical because idealism is mostly unrealistic expectations. The only way a truly idealistic environment could be created, which is totally relative and subjective, is through full-spectrum dominance where no one would be equal or free unless they supported in full the status quo of the authoritarian establishment. Idealism has blinded so many people to the fact that you, as a person, are in charge of creating true acceptance. By your actions, rather than your ideology, your group, your hashtag, your protest, your graffiti, or any other outlet that you're a part of, rather than your religion or your skin color, your identification sexually, all these things otherwise have been weaponized and used to foment awareness of critical issues that are exacerbated by the very rhetoric of the groups that want to end blank now. The same is true for wearing masks in public. People are masquerading. They're masquerading as heroes and victims, which I find to be very interesting because you really can't be a hero and a victim at the same time, can you? But see, they choose. It depends on the situation. They're masquerading as heroes and victims depending on the 
time of day, depending on the situation in which one title or another would benefit them the most. In public, they go shopping, they're victims, but they're acting from the heart to protect you because they're wearing a mask. And when they're at work or when they're at home, they're heroes because you've seen the signs, right? Heroes work here, heroes live here. And they're resting up for another day of hard work and vigilance against dissenters and people that are running around perfectly healthy, perfectly nourished, and they're breathing too much. And that is not only destroying the planet, it's destroying people's personal health. And so these hard workers who are heroes, who are essential while you're, you're obsolete, they have to rest up in their homes with big signs that say heroes live here, heroes defecate here, heroes have breakfast here. They need to rest up because they have another day of hard work. Unless they're off work, then they're also victims in support of the cultish, collectivized perception of reality. But it's all fake. And it's all part of the COVID polarity where victims are heroes and protecting others for not asking questions, for not being aware, and healthy people are somehow guilty, dangerous, and harming others. And so while people are masquerading as heroes and victims, I find it interesting that a hero is someone idealized for courage and noble qualities. I didn't know going to nursing school made you a hero. I didn't know that sticking with your job for 15 years made you a hero. Especially when, just as a nurse, as a doctor, as an essential worker, you become a hero, even if, as an essential worker, you're a gas station attendant. You're a hero now. Did you know that? Everybody's a hero. But you're also a victim, because a victim is someone harmed as a crime, accident, or other action. And you're a victim because, although you haven't been directly harmed or killed, you're still alive, you're walking around you have a sense of entitlement, you can project onto other people your fear and your anger and your frustration and your lack of knowledge because they know why they don't legally, in any sense of the word, have to wear a mask or participate in the masquerading charade. So we project it on other people. You're going to get me sick. Well, can you explain that, sir? Well, I'm wearing a mask to protect you. I'm up here like a pharmacist. You're down there. Stay down there. I'll stay up here. I'm in charge. I've got the mask. I know what I'm doing. Just read another story this morning, or it was late last night. It was about how masks, uh, well, they don't work because people touch their face more often, and that is actually creating more of a problem, not to mention the waste and the, the litter. and I mean, these things are all just contributing factors to the masquerade. So whether it's masquerading or it's the cleaning products that we use to kill the virus, as they say, which create the environment and the toxicity in the environment that actually cause the symptoms of COVID-19 or pretty much any other sickness. You know, you're coughing, you're wheezing, your respiratory problems, mucous membrane uh, with your eyes and your nose, inflammation, coughing, sneezing, wheezing, choking, vomiting, diarrhea, fever. These are all things the body does. It doesn't matter if it's COVID-19 or it's the flu or you have some diarrhea because you ate something that wasn't really that great. And they say, oh, no, you've got a disease. 
Well, no, you just ate something your body's trying to get rid of. So it's like get it out with the feces, get it out with the vomit, get it out of the body. We don't want it here. It's like a splinter. Get rid of it. Your body's going to react the same way. So it's just absolutely absurd. Tonight on the broadcast, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Jack, from the Messenger of Information website. It's been a while since Jack's been on the show. I've been in the process of moving, got the new show set up last week, the new studio set up last week, got the studio really up and running for this week. I think we've been really knocking these shows out of the park. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from listeners. I'd like to do more listener requests and listener emails, so please email me at rdgable at yahoo.com, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com with questions, comments, something you'd like me to read on the show. I've been sending a lot of information about masks and a lot of information about cleaning products and cleaning hazards to listeners. I've got everything you want to know about masks, everything you want to know about quaternary ammonium compounds, which are the cleaning agents being used to quote-unquote sanitize or disinfect for a coronavirus, although they have no evidence or proof that any of this is is uh, functional and the chemicals themselves are not being used the way they're supposed to be used, which even if they were, they're still extremely toxic. All this information, I've got stacks of documents on my desk. I've sent out emails to people. Email me, rdgable at yahoo.com. Without further ado, my good friend Jack from the Messenger of Information website, messengerof.info. And Jack also has a new microphone tonight, so I know he's pretty excited. He's got one of those, uh, what is it, a Blue Yeti? It is a Blue Yeti, and uh, it's good to be back. It's been quite a while since I've been on with you. And I'm hoping that this Blue Yeti higher quality microphone helps me to sound more intelligent. And I'm also hoping that when we sing Kumbaya together, it'll be really good voice quality. Now, see, you're, not, you're, you're right, but you're also fibbing a little bit because what's really making your microphone sound better tonight is the fact that it's obscured by a piece of nylon cloth over your nose and mouth. Be honest with us. It, it, it's, it's a little bit obscured by a mask. That's what's, it's filtering your voice, and it's amplifying it through the mask. Did you know masks and, do that? Yeah, and also I don't have to worry about germs getting on the microphone so no, that I have no, to disinfect right. it at every break that we have. And what you want to do is you want to spray very toxic alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chlorides onto the microphone, and then you want to make sure you get real close so you inhale the vapors through the mask, and it'll clean out COVID from your lungs. Did you know that, Jack? I, I just yeah, read and, about that. And actually, I was able to steal a bottle of the disinfectant um, with the chemicals in it from the fitness club that I go to, so it didn't even cost me anything. So, Well, that's that's great. You know, if you can save money and lives at the same time, this is what is important. You know, right. I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Who or Dr. Strangeglove, if Dr. Uh, Faust was to come out and say, you know, if you were to drink ammonium chloride, it would kill COVID in your stomach. Like, this is the point where it doesn't have to be based on any kind of scientific data. They just throw this word around. It's just authority masquerading as authority by perception, and they tell us, uh, yeah, breathe in toxic chemicals. It'll, it'll protect you. And we're like, okay, Faust said so, so it must be true, Jack. You talking about Fauci? Yeah, we got all kinds of names from him. Clyde calls him uh, Dr. Strange Glove. I call him Dr. Who or Dr. Faust. Okay. I like Faust because of the, of the legend. But yeah, uh, Fauci. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I haven't heard you use that one before. 
I'm coming up with them every day, Jack. I got nothing. I got no life. I'm, I, <laughs> I, got no, I got nothing else to do out here. I just, I just lay in bed and I come up with, with new names to mock people. So anyway, what's going on with you? Medical masks, cleaning hazards, these are two things I want to talk about because I've been communicating with uh, Jack, with you, Jack, every single day about since this thing started. And I've been sharing with you my stories where would you like to start? Do you have any comments on my opening statements or anything that you'd like to add? Yes. I guess the first one would be real heroes. And as far as I'm concerned, the real heroes are all the people that are out there trying to educate their fellow human beings who are wearing masks. And I, I could go on with many stories of my attempts to try to help people to realize that wearing a mask is harmful to their health and that it doesn't stop the spread of any virus. So I would say anyone making that attempt is a real hero at this stage of the game. Now, are you going to put a sign outside of your house that says, a hero lives here? No, but I do have a sign out in my uh, backyard which butts up next to a golf course. So there's quite a bit of uh, golf traffic there. And uh, I've tried to just plant the thought in people's minds with a a neon yellow sign that simply says, uh, fake crisis. And I've had a few people drive by in their golf carts and give me thumbs up when I was out there sitting on my patio. I also have... uh, a couple of signs in my front window because I live in a pretty high traffic area as far as people walking uh, and or riding their bikes. And uh, that those two signs, one says, um, is the pan- pandemic fake? And the other says, we're being lied to. And then to complete the collection of signs which I have handmade, I have one in the back window of my car, which reads, Why Trust Authority? Well, Fauci, I don't know if you heard this, he gave a talk the other day, and he was saying that Americans just don't trust authority. They don't trust science. Yes, and he prov- I did see that article, yes. He's, he's provided absolutely no information pertaining to this science that he's that he's uh, professing to support. They never provide any information. They just say, because we're authorities, because we believe in science as if it's a theological faith and dogma, you have to listen to what we say. I mean, we, we don't have to listen to what they say, and that's why they get upset and start talking about how it's our fault, we're, we're the bad guys, we're making people sick for being healthy. It's out of control. Well, square one is that no government agency, the the WHO, CDC, none of them have ever proven that a COVID-19 virus even exists. So that's square one in the scam, and people aren't even bright enough to realize that because they see the little, I call it the logo, the COVID-19 logo, the computer-generated little, you know, virus with the little spikes on it which if you look very closely, have on, on uh, the one that's used uh, quite often, it ha- actually there are little triangles that come out from the spike, which I think is kind of ironic that that could symbolize a pyramid, maybe? The all-seeing eye? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a coincidence. You know, I, I, don't, I don't buy that aspect of it, but yes, it is like a logo. I've, n- I've not heard you say that. It is like a logo. It's a little like uh, 
emblem that, yeah. that you and could wear on your mask. Throw that up there, and it symbolizes that the virus exists, but it's never been proven to exist. And and to be clear, the virus itself is not something that's been proven per se. They what they do is they photograph things with electron microscopes, which can be altered through the preparation process. So they are photographing something that's real. Whether it's the cause of a disease is the thing that's up for major debate. But either way, there no one's having that discussion. We're just responding to authority because authority said to do it. Uh, in fact, I used to live in Florida, in Orange County, Florida, and I just read, I'm a couple days late on this, but I just saw it, I just read it, that in Orange County, Florida, they are requiring now, this was over the weekend, they're requiring all people, based on an executive order of the county mayor, Jerry Dimmings, that people will wear a face mask in public. It says the mask rule applies to all people working, visiting, living, or doing business in the county. Now, Jack, let me ask you something. That statement sounds like it's enforceable. It sounds like it is airtight and that there is nothing that you can do to get out of wearing a mask. That's what it sounds like to me. Yes, and once again, we can refer to two words, which is word magic. Word magic is used uh, uh, you know, as psychological operations against humanity every day, and just add this to the list. It's absolute word magic. It has no teeth behind it, but like you said, it's, it's a strong recommendation, and people presume that they have to do it. it. It has no teeth, you're right. It's basically, they're basically gumming the public. You know, it's like <laughs> somebody that takes out their dentures. They're just gumming the public, and we think that it hurts, but it doesn't. It's kind of funny. It tickles a little bit. But it sounds, air, it sounds airtight. But if you read the article from Orange County, it says exemptions, including those under the age of two, people exercising while practicing social distancing, which is one of the craziest things I've seen, people riding bikes with masks on. Yes, I've seen that. And people in cars by themselves with masks on. I mean, people... I've seen that, yes. I, I think we've all seen that at this point. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, people are acting like it's that Shyamalan movie, The Happening, with Mark Wahlberg, where if they get... In fact, it's very similar to that, Jack. Have you ever seen that? It's called The Happening. No. So basically what it is is people start committing suicide, people start dying, and they figure out what the cause is, is that plant life, uh, all of the trees and the plants, these networks that are connected, they decide they want to get rid of humans that are destructive to the planet. So it's kind of got like some environmental message to it. I like that idea. But then what happens is it's only doing it, it's only releasing these like toxins and killing people when people are in large enough groups. So if you social distance from one another, the plants won't kill you. I swear that's, that's what the movie is. But 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 they have to like they're like when they're driving in the car, they're closing up the vents and the windows and making sure nothing gets in. That's what people are acting like. It's like the happening. And they're driving in their car with a mask on, covering the vents, hoping that covid doesn't get into the car. But I'm, I'm digressing. There are exemptions to the Orange County executive order, as so they call it, including those in professions without face to face interaction or those who would be impaired by a face mask due to health conditions. And, of course, they can't go into any kind of details because of federal law. So all you have to do is say you have a health condition. You don't have to wear one. They cannot legally force you to wear the mask or deny you service because that's a violation of the American uh, Americans with Disability Act. And you'd think, well, maybe it ends there. But it doesn't. Orange County's 
Executive order does not apply to employees and patrons of first response, government health care or medical, veterinarian, shelter or rehabilitation, child care, utility providers, construction or transit agencies. And it goes on and on and on. Basically, it says you have to wear a mask unless you're in one of these 3,415 categories. Uh, and then you don't have to wear a mask. So basically, it's mandatory for like two people that live in the county. And everybody else just complies with it. And it's like that in every state, every county. Yes. And it also applies to a uh, a little battle that I've been having with American Airlines because I was looking into potentially uh, traveling and I uh, was looking at maybe making a, a reservation with American. I won't go into the whole details of the story, uh, but there are several chapters to it. Because I don't go down that easy. I, I'm no Ryan Gable, okay? I'm no truth warrior. I'm not as tenacious as you are. Come on. But uh, I, I did uh, give it the old college try, and, of course, they try and blow you off. The reason I did it was because when I went to the website to look for flights, it said at the top, like almost every website now has you know a banner across the top with their COVID reminders and their policies and whatever. And it said that click here for American Airlines requirements regarding face masks. So they used the word requirement, and then I clicked on that and linked it to a separate page, and it used the it said American Airlines requires that all passengers wear masks for the duration of their flights. And I did believe it I do believe it said except for children under two, and it may or may not, I don't remember, have said I don't think it said if you have health conditions, but it might have. So I, I called them up or tried to call them up. Well, I actually, I did get through to them. And long story short, the representative told me that, oh, don't worry, sir. Uh, they won't make you wear a mask. And uh, I said, are you saying that it's voluntary? And she said, yes. Then I said, you need to change your website because that's completely misleading. Requires and voluntary are the opposite. And so I challenged them, and uh, it fell on deaf ears because, of course, they're part of the matrix, and they know exactly what they're doing. Um, it's also harmful. There's another to, example of you know word magic and um, you know deception. It's harmful to people with actual medical conditions. Uh, there's a stipulation in the California Department of Public Health form that was released about people with disabilities like if they're deaf, specifically there's a section on deaf people, people that have trouble breathing already, heart conditions, lung conditions, they don't know that they don't have to wear a mask. Most the average person who has no problem doesn't realize they don't have to wear a mask, but people that legitimately are sick or they ha not from COVID, but they're sick from other things, they have disabilities, they don't know that they don't have to wear a mask. So these companies whether it's Goodwill or it's City Mattress or it's American Airlines that are forcing people to do this, it's actually physically harmful. Yes. And it's a violation of not only federal law, but the U.S. Constitution and common law. It's criminal, and it's a yes. crime against humanity, and it needs to stop, and we're putting a stop to it here on The Secret Teachings with Jack from The Messenger of Information. It's highly hypocritical because they're claiming to... to be protecting the health of their employees and their passengers, or depending on what company it is, their customers, and they're doing just the opposite, and they know full well they're doing it. They absolutely do. 
rdgable at yahoo.com. That's the email. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. More after this. Don't go anywhere. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week. It's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is Ryan Gable of the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast, where we expose frauds, say the uncomfortable, and discover patterns. And you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hello? 
Hello, this is James McCanny, and I would like to influence you to listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's a show that brings you a tremendous amount of variety with insight uh, with a lot of great guests. And uh, visit my webpage, jmccsci.com. Appreciate your support. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You can listen on the Fringe FM app, the Fringe.FM website, tune in, talk stream live, the Paranormal Radio app. There are so many ways to listen, or dig into the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. Shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. My good friend Jack, our co-host, one of our co-hosts on The Secret Teachings, is with us tonight from the Messenger of Information website, messengerof.info. He has the new Blue Yeti special anniversary microphone, and it sounds really, really good, and it's a great time to activate that microphone tonight so we have excellent audio quality to talk about the masquerading of the heroes and the victims, the people that are idealized for their courage and noble qualities, as the definition of a hero suggests, for basically getting up and going to work. You know, I would think that if the whole narrative of COVID-19 was accurate, Jack, and it starts in Wuhan by whatever means, and everything is contagious and it's very, very deadly, And a doctor in the United States said, you know what, I am going to risk my life, I am going to risk my wealth and my health, and I'm going to fly to Wuhan, and I'm going to provide free medical service, if the Chinese government allows me to do that, to all of the Chinese people there in Wuhan. This guy or this woman would be a hero, as far as I would would classify them. But going to work every day and uh, having less work to do in a lot of hospitals, and sitting in the back and eating fast food, that doesn't make you a hero, as far as I'm concerned. That's a a little pet peeve of mine that I've developed through this whole thing, Jack. Yes, and uh, I I would like to just make a point that I came up with, oh, I guess it was last week, the thought crossed my mind. Uh, You may recall a famous saying by a gentleman by the name of Soren Kierkegaard, And the statement is as follows. There are two ways to be fooled. One is to believe something that's not true. The other is to not believe something that is true. And the reason this came to my mind was because the people who are wearing masks are being fooled on both accounts. Yeah, that's a good good point. It's kind of like... The George Bush quote. There's an old saying in Tennessee. uh, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, uh, that says, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Shame on you. Fool me. Uh, Point is, you can't get fooled again. Well, people are being fooled again and again and again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I know, but he couldn't get it, Jack. Oh, he He, couldn't get it. Okay. I forgot you were talking about Bush. Sorry. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, that was literally <laughs> that's that's literally a quote where he's like, "Yeah, fool me once, shame on you, shame on you, fool me, shame on me." Um, point is, once once you get fooled once, you can't get fooled yeah. again. People yeah. are fooled over and over again but by by that's the, the Doctor sad Who. Part. I mean, there's nothing else to say. These, and again, um, what this has created is, especially now, I, I wrote, I have a new feature for those who haven't been to Messenger of Information for a while. I, I started a blog, so I've written quite a few blogs, and uh, in the last blog that I wrote, I, I mentioned that, uh, you know, there's now a new form of division, and that's the awakened versus the asleep, and so. You know, each side is saying you're brainwashed and no, no, you are. No, you are. But um, that's unfortunate because there's already enough division. And obviously that's a major part of the playbook. But um, that and, and, you know, this has been going on now long enough that people have become experts on washing their hands and wearing masks and social dis- uh, social distancing, which we refer to as social conditioning. And so therefore, uh, I've, I've, I've stated that, uh, we are now in a, in a new phase or a new stage of the scamdemic. And that's the, where the phrase that's your opinion has become very commonplace. So it's very easy now for people to deflect any information you may try to provide them because they just view that as opinion rather than facts. Yeah, it's like uh, using like a war analogy. People that say that's just your opinion, they feel like they're on, they're in like a machine gun bunker, just and I'm standing there and I'm just getting hit with like a water gun. That's your opinion. No, it's not. I have stacks of documents that support what I think and what I feel, and I'm willing to alter what I think and feel based on new information. What is your information based on? You're a racist. You you want me to be sick. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and that's the amazing thing. It's it's one people. It's it's one thing if people uh, t- take the official narrative hook, line, and sinker because you know they're they're uh, glued to NBC nightly news or CNN or whatever. They're watching press conferences with Fauci and Burks. But I've kind of concluded that so many people just kind of hear different information and. It's not from a direct source. Maybe they read something on Facebook or something like that, uh, but they just choose to believe, as as this happens very often, and it's one of the reasons the world's so dysfunctional, is they just choose to believe whatever it is they want. It's really not even based on, they couldn't even, like, quote something Fauci said or something they read on the CDC website or anything like that. So it's just kind of this vague opinion and, uh, they certainly can't support it, but that, that's not the first time this has happened. It happens every day and has been for years with all kinds of issues. It but, is uh, it is literally like the famous scene from Idiocracy where they're talking about the Brondo and the water. Have you seen Idiocracy? No, you've been telling me to, to get that and watch it, but I haven't done so yet. you you, you got to watch it, Jack. It's a great movie. And it really exemplifies what's going on today and what's been going on for a long time in this country where you have they're sitting at a table and the whole world is just overturned over hundreds and thousands of years because of people that are breeding who aren't intelligent. So everybody becomes ultra stupid. 
and and this guy from the past it's a long story this guy from the past he's average but in this new world he's like a super genius and yeah. and, and he tells him you got to stop putting it's like a Gatorade beverage that it's a company that runs the world they own the FDA and the FCC so they can do and say what they want so long story short he he's like you got to stop putting you know this product brondo on the crops you got to put water on the crops and they're like you mean water out of the toilet he's like no it's not it doesn't have to be out of a toilet but you, just, you put water on the crops. I'm not a botanist, but I'm pretty sure they're going to grow. It's like, why are you putting Brondo on the crops anyway? And they're like, well, it's got electrolytes. And he's like, well, what are electrolytes? What's what they use to make Brondo? And this goes back and forth in this circle. And Jack, I can tell you, I've had that conversation with people over the mask. Why do you want me to wear a mask? It's policy. What's the policy? It's an executive order. Well, it doesn't the executive order say there are exemptions? Yeah, but it's a policy. Well, why do I have to wear the mask? Because it protects me and it protects you. How does it protect us? Because you're wearing a mask. And it's just like, there's n- there's like nobody home. It's an empty shell of oh, a yeah. person. Oh, yeah. And and here's, the, you know, speaking of idiocracy, one thing I've noticed in the conversations I've had with people, because I will, I, I'm, get, I'm getting real tired of it, and I don't know that I'm going to continue to do it, but something in me just, it just irritates me uh, to the degree that sometimes I just still feel inclined to do it. But when you try to explain something to somebody uh, as simple as this is if you just say the words, it's medically and scientifically proven that masks are harmful to your health. You would think that that would get most people's attention. But as we know, it doesn't. It's no different than if you tell somebody smoking is bad for your health or, you know, uh, doing 17 shots like you just did within 45 minutes is harmful to your health. They just it is there. It's that glazed look. It doesn't register. And then if you take it to the next step, if you just tell them if they even have the wherewithal to say why, which they typically don't, because it's just my opinion, of course. Um, and you tell them you, your body needs to breathe in fresh oxygen. I've come to the conclusion that people don't even understand what that means. Okay. So then if I continue and say, you're breathe, you're actually breathing in what you're expelling and you're actually breathing in carbon dioxide. They certainly wouldn't understand what that means if they don't even understand what oxygen is, Right. So now if I give that explanation, I'm going to add, uh, add to it and I'm going to say carbon dioxide, you know, like the fumes that come out of your uh, tailpipe in your car. Maybe that will help them understand. But you really have to keep it, you know, what you and I think is just common knowledge. The Americans are so dumbed down that they have no clue. So when you tell them that, the mask don't help that viruses, which of course we know can't even travel within the body, yet alone leave the body. But setting that aside for a moment, if you tell them that viruses are are microscopic particles, and they go, they're so small they go right through the fibers of the mask. They you don't know understand what? that either. You know, you, they, you, I, I don't know if they don't understand the word microscopic. And I'll always give them the analogy, you're, you're, you're trying to, it's like trying to protect yourself from mosquitoes using a chain link fence. 
and I don't even know if they understand that analogy. Well, you know, you know what that guy at Topps Grocery Store told me, right? I told you about that story. So he's like, he points at me. You got to wear a mask. I said, No, I don't. I got a medical condition. You've got a medical condition. Yep. And I said, Besides your mask, if it's protecting you, it should be protecting me, or vice versa, right? You wearing a mask, it's supposed to. I was like, It doesn't offer any protection. And I explained this to him, and he just looks at me, and he says, "You're a cunt," and he walks yeah. away. Yeah, wonderful intellectual that was a beauty. intellectual conversation I had with this guy. Right. I mean, and that's a word that most people that, that's a last resort. I mean, you got to really be bad to have, you know, to use that word. And so for him to use that freely like that, that was pretty brutal. I mean, that's like he's yeah. That was one of the that's one of the worst words you could choose to use. Like, just be like, "Hey, you're an a hole." Right. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a freak. You know, you know what I told him, though? I had a good response. I said, no, I'm informed. Right. That's that's the best right. way to. Re- I didn't get angry. I think it took me off guard. I'm, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm used to like arguing with someone before I get to the point where they they lay that on me. But this right. guy I didn't even argue with this guy. It's like, he's like, this is my opinion. OK, here's my opinion. And then he just lays it on me. <laughs> but you know what, Jack? What it is, is if an accredited person expresses an opinion, it becomes a fact that is then repeated as, well, an opinion of the average person because they don't know where the fact came from. It resorts back to being an opinion. But if someone like you or I or any of you listening, wherever you might be in the world, if you sit down and you go through all the literature that I will provide you if you don't have copies of it, and other things that I don't have copies of and don't have links to, you find stuff that's interesting, that's important, you send it to me, rdgable at yahoo.com. If you sit down with that information, but you're unaccredited, like I'm not a virologist, I'm not an immunologist, I'm not a doctor, so what do I know? But you express facts, those are considered the opinions and the rantings of someone who has gone mad. That's our problem, is that we rely on authority too much. And we rely on solid science as opposed to fluid science, which is what science actually is. It's fluid in nature, and that's why all the recommendations and the guidelines, even officially, have changed week after week after week. Because if it was solidified, they would just stick with the initial information. They have no clue at all. And that's why, Jack, I can sit here and I can read... In Orange County, Florida, and California, and New York, and other states, and Oregon, it's mandatory to wear the mask. And then I read about how in the same sentence and in the same executive order, they're like, well, unless you fall into one of these, uh, you know, 3,500 categories, you need to wear a mask. And it's like two people in the county that actually fall within the recommended guidelines that should maybe wear a mask. Like the two people that might actually be sick from whatever, maybe they should wear a mask. But it's everybody else is exempt. And I read it to you earlier. The mask rule applies to all people working, visiting, living, or doing business in Orange County, Florida. Exemptions include, and then it lists, from age two all the way down to daycare centers, everybody else is exempt. But what if a child is two and a half years old? Well, then we lie. We fudge that. They're two. I see. I see. Okay. They're two, they're two years old. We got to. Well, we gotta from a psychological budget. standpoint, the way I look at this, 
and, and I'm quite fascinated by psychology. I really think I missed my calling. I, I should have really studied it, but uh, I, I kind of have an innate uh, sense about it and, and from some of the things I've, I've learned along the way. But so many people, I guess there'd be maybe three basic reasons why people wear masks. I think one certainly is conforming, conforming to authority, because, of course, we've been had that ingrained within us from, from the time we were born. So that certainly comes into play as one of the top reasons uh, they just conform uh, because they were told to do it. Secondly, of course, is another huge one, which is fear. And that could be fear of either getting ill or uh, certainly of death. That, I mean, that's a, that's a top, top one right there. People are just terrified, horrified about the, the thought of death and the uncertainty that comes along with the death, right? And then three, and this is the one that kind of bugs me the most, is that self-righteousness where, well, I'm doing it to protect you. I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it to protect you because I'm a wonderful human being. So I'd say those are the top, yeah, that's top not a, three. Are, am I missing anything? No, that's not a little bit like Bill Gates there. A little bit of a Bill Gates uh, <laughs> voice. Just a little bit. No, I don't I don't think you're missing anything. And actually it was more of a Stuart Smalley in my mind, but it can be it can be both. You can identify yeah. as anything you want, Jack. It is, <laughs> That's good to know. You I can, didn't know that. You could identify as the blue yeti microphone you're using. You could just be the microphone. And that 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 would have to be accepted. And they could put that on your on your uh your driver's license where it says sex blue yeti. I, I had an idea that came to me yesterday. What do you think of this? I'm so tired, and just for my own, um, like, therapy, right, for my own well-being, rather than, I don't want to use the, I won't say confronting people wearing masks, I'll say approaching people, and, and I do it very selectively, and I try to do it in a very non-confrontational way. But again, it's getting more difficult because now people are so used to and conditioned to wearing the mask. It's it's more difficult. And, of course, it's your opinion. Um, but um, I, I had an idea, and it's, it's kind of a little bit raw, but I think it would be kind of cool, actually, if everyone did this. What do you think about if you just see, yeah, see a couple of people – and let's say it's a couple and you're at the grocery store and they're wearing masks. Um, what do you think if you just looked at them and just started laughing at them and maybe point, just point at them and just, just laugh, but don't say anything. What do you think? What like, kind of reaction do you think you'd get? In a humorous way that's not realistic, I think that they would probably be ashamed and walk away. Other people would probably confront you. I've got a different idea. I'd, I, I, posit that what you do is you wear a mask of Zorro just over your eyes. And when they ah. say you're, we you're not wearing a mask, you say, I am wearing a mask. Yes. I'm a vigilante. I'm the unmasked vigilante. And yes. you just, you put a cape on and you go to store to store I've, and they can't yeah. deny you. Well, I, I've had the idea of, you know, actually taking one of the masks. I haven't tried to see if you could, um, maneuver it this way but let's just say that you wear a jock strap you know on the outside of your your pants or your shorts and same thing well i'm wearing a mask well yeah but it's not over your nose yeah but 
it's got to breathe down there, like Kramer said, right? You know, hey, <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld, hey, well, he's got to breathe, you know? The so. only the only thing separating us from him is a thin layer of... <laughs> <laughs> Gabardini <laughs> material. Cloth. Well, you, I don't know if you heard this, but on June 18th, so this was just under a week ago, California Department of Public Health released, and this is the headline, it's a three-page paper from the State Public Health Officer and Director. Guidance, take note of that word, guidance for the use of face coverings. And it explains of guidance, people in California must wear face coverings when they are in the high-risk situations listed below. And they list list these so-called high-risk situations. However, they spend about 20 to 5 or 30 percent, I would estimate, of the entire release is about individuals who are exempt from wearing face coverings. And as we go out to break here in a moment, I want to read you these. The following individuals are exempt from wearing a face covering. Persons aged two years and under. Well, that's the same thing that was happening on the other side of the country in Florida. They just passed an executive order. Yet, in Orange County, there are basically more exemptions than there are mandates. The exemptions here in California, if you're two years or under, persons with a medical condition, mental health condition, or disability that prevents wearing a face covering. This includes persons with a medical condition for whom wearing a face mask or wearing a face covering could obstruct breathing or who are unconscious, incapacitated, or otherwise unable to remove a face covering without assistance. Persons who are hearing impaired, or communicating with a person who is hearing impaired, where the ability to see the mouth is essential for communication. I read more about that, and they're basically like, well, if you're talking to someone who's deaf, you're supposed to remove the mask so that they can understand you. Persons with whom uh, wearing a face covering would create a risk to the person related to their work. A face covering would create a risk to the person related to their work as determined by local, state, or federal regulators or workplace safety guidelines. Persons who are obtaining a service involving the nose or face for which temporary removal of the face covering is necessary to perform the service. Like when you go get a haircut and a shave, Jack, and they tell you, sir, you got to wear a mask. Yeah, but I'm getting a haircut. We've got to wear a mask, sir. Well, actually, you don't have to wear a mask. And then the list, it just we can read more of this later. It, it goes on and on. Persons who are engaged in outdoor work. Persons who are hiking, walking, bicycling, running. Persons who are even incarcerated in prison, you don't have to wear a mask. I find that interesting. In prison, they're not making you wear a mask. But everybody else who doesn't fall into one of these six million categories, you have to wear a mask because Dr. Faust said so. This is out of control. One of the things that, that we provide on The Secret Teachings is analysis. And as you were mentioning the two-year-old aspect of it again, the thought crossed my mind, okay, shouldn't infants be the ones that we should be most concerned about protecting their well-being, little babies and infants? So why is it that they wouldn't want, you know, that they allow uh, two-year-olds or younger to not wear masks, you would think they would be the most vulnerable, right? You, you would. we we, we got to take the break, Jack. We'll be right back. Sure. Keep that in mind. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, Jack, from the Messenger of Information website. More after this break. Don't go anywhere right here on the Fringe FM.
You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com This is Dave Cruz host of Beyond the Strange and you're listening to The Fringe FM the Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on TeePublic by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm Call the station at 501-777-5631 or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where the past, present, 
and future all co coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, helping people navigate the rough waters of the vast conspiracy at thehiresidechats.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. You can catch an old episode of The Secret Teachings immediately after, still right here on The Fringe FM. The Fringe.fm is the network website. You can check it out. Our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. If you look around, you've got people of all kinds of backgrounds and beliefs and skin colors and income brackets and not everybody, but a good portion of the common folk are masquerading, as I call it, as heroes and or victims, depending on the situation in which the title bears application. They're masquerading as heroes and victims. In some situations, they're heroes. In some situations, they're victims. In some situations, they're both. They're a hero for going to work, but they're also a victim when someone comes to their work who might be sick. They're a victim of the person who might be sick because the person who might be sick may have been in contact with someone who was possibly asymptomatic, though none of the line of transmission has been proven. Even, by the way, in the original German study about asymptomatic transmission, it was flawed and removed. And yet, a lot of state health department official guidelines and publications on COVID-19 recommendations, that is, still say asymptomatic transmission, which has never been demonstrated because the original source of that information was flawed. It also doesn't remain on countertops or surfaces. It doesn't spread through food. So it's like, what does it spread on? How does it spread? Because it doesn't spread through asymptomatic transmission any kind of material that you could cough on or touch, nor does it spread through food. So those are the three big ones. How else is it transmitting? And if we listen to people like Dr. Who, they just outright say, yeah, I lied. Dr. Fauci said I lied about the masks. But listen, you know, I'm an authority. So why don't you trust me? I'm an authority. Of course, we're not going to trust authorities. Because authorities, like the boy who cried wolf, we've 
been lied to and lied to and lied to and lied to. Now, the unfortunate thing about that is there are some authorities that we could trust for information. It doesn't have to be an elected representative or a government official. It could just be a radio host. You trust me for information, but why do you trust me? Why do so many people listening trust me? It's because when I say something, I can back it up with evidence. If I tell you that exposure to quaternary ammonium chloride disinfectant chemicals causes skin irritation, contact dermatitis, mucous membrane irritation, and respiratory problems, I can support that with actual medical literature. And I can do it through respected, accredited even, institutes, establishments, hospitals, etc., that although they're accredited and they're official, they do not get the attention of the cult of Dr. Faust and the cult of the cultural revolution of restructuring society so that we're all safe and happy and healthy Why is it that only some officials are allowed to speak? Why is it when some officials and some doctors who, by Fauci's explanation, by his own words, we're medical professionals, believe us. Well, what about other medical professionals who say, yeah, I don't really think so. I think you're wrong. Here's why. And then they just drop like a 30-pound pack of papers on the desk and say, refute that, please. That's why you trust people like me. That's why I trust people who do the same thing, because I can see the information. My good friend and co-host Jack from the Messenger of Information website is with us this evening here on The Secret Teachings. Jack, we were talking about the mask wearing, you said word magic, and I really like that I've used that terminology throughout the years here on this show. That's exactly what this is. In Orange County, Florida, they say that it's an executive order signed by the county mayor, Jerry Demings, that as of the 18th through the 20th, somewhere around that time frame, anybody in Orange County, so this was over the weekend, must wear a mask. It says in one of the local articles about this story that the mask rule, ooh, it's a rule, applies to all people working, visiting, living, or doing business in the county. Well, see, the law of the land trumps your rules on a local level. But even beyond that, Because this is illegal, there are massive loopholes, like pretty much anyone under the age of two, if you're exercising, if you're in a profession without face-to-face interaction, if you're in a shelter, veterans or veterinarians, utility providers, and the list goes on and on and on. You don't have to wear a mask. And that's in Florida. That's in Orange County, Florida, local, little county, Orange County, Florida, Orlando, Winter Park area, where I used, that's where I started radio, actually. And then California puts out a statement from their Department of Health, and they say, not a law, not a rule, they say it's guidance for the use of face coverings. And then they tell you, here are the individuals exempt from wearing face coverings. And it's basically a copy and paste from Orange County, and then they've added more to it. Like, for example, people under the age of two. Hmm, I don't know, maybe people who can't hear, they're deaf, so they don't have to wear one, and whoever they're talking to doesn't have to wear one either. Persons who are, see, this is one of my favorites, Jack. 
persons who are seated at a restaurant or other establishment that offers food or beverage service while they are eating or drinking, provided that they are able to maintain a distance of at least six feet away from persons who are not members of the same household or residence. There's a mouthful there. But if you go to a restaurant, which if you can find one that's open, you go to a restaurant, sit down, well, you're eating, so you don't have to wear a mask. So it seems like the, the, whole, thing, the whole thing is a loophole. It's just a strongly worded rule, recommendation, and guidance. That's, and that's all that it is. that's why no one is paying attention. Not no one. Many people are not simply paying attention. Again, look around you. How many people are sick? Who in your family has been sick? What friends do you have who have been sick? Are people dropping dead, walking down the street? No. Just something that common is, and again, I'm, not, I'm just still, still thinking now about this two-year-old rule. Okay, so I would like to ask the mayor in Orange County, Florida, why is there an exemption for babies that are two years old or younger? What is your reasoning for that? Why is it? They can't I mean, keep. They can't keep. It the would mask be because on. well, it would be inconvenient to try and put a mask on a baby. No, they can't. Or are they you can't. concerned about the health of the baby wearing a mask? And if that's the case, then no one should be wearing a mask. You see the lack of logic here. No, they say it's because you can't make a baby keep the mask on. Like when I put a little hat on on my son Fox, he rips it off yeah. immediately. Oh, I see. That's their that's their rationale then. That's that's the rationale for two. That you've under. heard them say that, or you're drawing that conclusion. Both, not the Orange County mayor, but in other states, that's okay. what they say. Yes, but but if I, if a three year old puts it on, they won't tear it off. Or right, a four right, year right. Old, if or you, a five year old, if you just turned two years and one day, right. Suddenly, you learn how to wear a face mask. In fact, it's a rite of passage. It's like a vision quest. Your mom or your dad, they go get you a face mask and they apply it to your face. It's, it's like, you know, when you're 18, you cannot, and it depends on what state you're in, you can't drink or buy cigarettes. But in other states, you have to be 21. But as soon as you turn 21, you suddenly know how to properly consume alcohol and not operate a motor vehicle not harm yourself and not harm others. Otherwise, until you turn 18 or 21, Jack, you are a child and you don't know how to handle alcohol or cigarettes or drugs. But once you turn 18 or 21, suddenly right. it comes with a revelation. Oh, that's how you smoke a pack a day. Right. It's the people who wear a mask and then when they go into phase two or phase three in whatever state they live in, then it's safe to take off their mask. Ten minutes from now when we go into phase three at noon... Then you can take your mask off and you'll be safe. Yeah. But three it's, minutes ago, you weren't. It's like this idea that if you close a business down an hour before they usually close, suddenly that reduces the right. rate of transmission. <laughs> you see how ludicrous the whole thing is? And it's it's just mind-boggling how people buy into it. You, it's, it's you know just, what it is, Jack? It's It's a bully on a playground who says, hey, nerd, eat this worm. <laughs> eat this bug. And they're like, he's not going to really do that. And they get him to do it and like, oh, I can't believe he ate it. Hey, nerd, eat this snail now. Right. That's what they're like. Hey, 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 people, wear this mask. 
oh my God, I can't believe they're doing it. Hey, uh, it's not mandatory, but it is mandatory. If you don't wear it, we're not going to enforce it. But if you don't wear it, other people are going to be upset at you and you still have to wear it because we might enforce it, but we won't enforce it. Oh, no, I'll wear it. Man, look at this idiot. Um, social distance from each other. Uh, uh, you can't go out in public. There's a curfew. Uh, and they just start piling these things on based on nothing. And they're just it's just bullying. Yep, I know. And what I want to know, and I'm sure you've gotten a lot of listeners that have emailed you about this, but when are the secret teachings uh, customized masks going to be coming oh, out yeah. on oh, your yeah. website? When When's that coming into your your uh, website store there. We're going to go the so we can proudly wear our the secret teachings masks well, in public. These are going to be secret identity masks. And what they're going to do is they're going to be like Zorro masks, going to wear them over your eyes. And you're going to be a vigilante. They'll come with a pack of all the documents, and you can just hand these out in a mask. And then they won't know who you are, but you'll be uh-huh. a vigilante, the unmasked vigilante. And they okay. won't know who you are. You can pass out this information. Yeah, those are, those are coming to the website, Jack. But they will have the little logo, like on the temple of the mask, yeah, 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 to the, the side, or will it be you know, between the eyes, or where would the logo be? We'll have the TST, the Secret Teachings logo, just somewhere on the side, and on the okay. other, other side it's going to say, I'm a hero. Okay. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. We blew it because we should have invested in a, a company that produces masks, and also I, I should have invested in plexiglass companies, too, yeah, because yeah. they're making big bucks with their little plexiglass shields uh, at every counter in every retail store. It's like they've turned everything into a sneeze guard. Yes. And, uh, no, I did tell you this a couple days ago, and I did a preliminary search on mask sales because I'm quite sure that the powers that be who are perpetrating this PSYOP uh, also own a lot of those types of companies that would produce these masks. But I got to think sales are through the roof. So uh, some big bucks being made on masks. Masks, hand sanitizers, but a lot of the stuff also comes from China too. And a lot of the uh, manufacturing for other key items comes from China. Yeah, yeah. I pulled never, a, never let a good crisis go to waste, man. Try to profit from it. Nope, and what that means is you use a crisis to do what you think otherwise wouldn't be accepted. That's the Emmanuel. Oh, that's the guy from uh, your city, Chicago, right? Yeah. Never Rob let a good Emanuel, crisis go to waste. What a fine, upstanding human being. Yeah, he's got a long family lineage in the Mossad and yes. Israeli intelligence, you know. I don't know what happened to him, though. He got, he got knocked out of there as mayor and... Um, you know, now they got this woman in there. She's basically a fascist. Um, but uh, I don't know what happened to him. I haven't heard a peep about he's, him. He's probably in retirement in Israel is what I would yeah, imagine. You he's, know, sometimes they do just kind of circulate them through and then they disappear. Kind of like Obama. You don't really hear much from him anymore these days. And he's others. around. He's around. I, he, he might be running for vice president soon. Yeah. With with Joe Biden, you know. Yes. Joe Biden's like, look. He, Beady-eyed Joe Biden, beady-eyed eyes, black eyes, little black beady eyes. He's like, listen here, um, if you're, if you can't decide who to vote for, you're not even black. The guy actually said that, and he's like, yeah, if you're, uh, these poor kids, all these poor kids, they're just as smart as white kids. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's a classic racist. 
<laughs> but it, it's okay, though, because he's a Democrat, you know, the party of the Ku Klux Klan. And no, that doesn't make me Republican. They're just as bad as the Democrats are. But I pulled something up here I thought you'd be interested in, Jack. You could just type in whatever state you're in, Oregon, California. I have the California one, the Florida one, and the New York one, just what I pulled up today. But if you type in COVID-19 or you type in masks, COVID-19, and then the name of your state and then public health department, something along those lines, like if you're in Texas, for example, Texas, COVID-19, masks, PDF, if you put PDF in there, usually it brings up the actual PDF. But if you type something like that and you'll get the, the state health department information on your state, on masks, frequently asked questions, things like that. In the state of New York, I've got this in a, up, up in a, a, a page, a web page right now. Um, but I'm going to put all these together. And if you want to see any of the things that we've mentioned tonight, I can send them to you. It's a little tiny document. It's like two pages long. It's from New York City. COVID-19 face coverings, FAQ, frequently asked questions. And it goes on to explain who must wear a face covering, Jack. Who must wear a face covering? Well, it says children over the age of two must wear a face covering. Therefore, if you're younger than that, you don't have to wear one is what they're saying. But more importantly, listen to how crafty this is. A New York State mandate requires everyone to wear a face covering when outside their home if unable to maintain at least six feet of distance from others. That is what the executive order says. Examples include walking on a busy street, going to pharmacies and grocery stores, or going to the doctor. You must wear a face covering at all times when riding public transportation such as the subway, ferry, buses, taxis, and car services, even if you can maintain distance from others. Now, you heard that, Jack. You must wear a face covering at all times when riding public transportation. You heard that, right? That wasn't just me. Yep. You heard that. Yes. All right. Well, here is the New York Times. New York orders residents to wear masks in public. Governor Cuomo. And it says in the article, Mr. Cuomo said local governments would enforce the order, but noted that riders on public transit who do not have face coverings would not be ejected from public transit. So it's supposedly mandatory if you're on public transit, but then the governor says it's not enforceable and we will not kick you off public transit. So even the state is not kicking people off of public transit. But Walmart and other stores like Goodwill, I've been kicked out of Goodwill. They're kicking people out of the store. And I had an, an idiocracy conversation with the person at Goodwill. Why should I wear a mask? It's a policy. What's the policy? It's an executive order. What's the executive order? Did you read it? No, I didn't read it. Well, then how do you know I have to wear a mask? Because that's the policy. Well, why do I have to wear a mask? Tell me what is the reasoning. Well, because it makes you safe. Well, how does it make me safe? Because you got to wear a mask. And it's just around and around in the circle. So they even say it right there on the New York City frequently asked questions. Yeah, wear it, nope. but we're not going to enforce it. Notice the word that they chose to use there. Mandate. 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 I just looked it up because, again, it's word magic. The definition of mandate is an official order or commission to do something. Does it say that it's a law? No. It's just, it just an says order. It's an official order. Right. It's an order. Like you go to a restaurant, you order a burger, they're out of a burger, so they bring you something else. 
or they tell you, sir, um, we're not serving that anymore. All right, I'll order something else. It's an order. Yeah. It, it's just like when they use the word, there's another word that we read earlier, where they say citizens must. Well, must means to be obliged to, should. Must is defined as you should do it, not that you have to. So you're obliged to something. You should do something. If you define obliged, obliged just means to be grateful for something, appreciative of something. So they're saying you should do it. By definition, you should be happy that we're suggesting this to you. Yeah. And if you further define the word obliged, it means to beholden. And to beholden something is to be indebted to someone. So they're basically saying you are indebted to us because we're informing you that you should wear this, but it's not something that we're going to make you do. And that, that, of course, that's literally what it's defined for, as. They're looking out for our best interest, as always. Precisely. That's, that's the whole ruse. That's the whole game. I got another one here. New York State Department of Health, Commissioner Howard Zucker, Governor Andrew Cuomo. And it says health advisory, COVID-19, and the use of cloth face coverings. This was back in April. You can still pull this up. It says, based on recent studies, which have now been shown to be inaccurate and fraudulent, considering this new evidence, the NYSDOH, the New York State Department of Health, Here's the word, Jack, supports members of the public who choose to wear cloth face coverings in public settings. So they support you if you choose to do it. I mean, so if I go into Goodwill and they're like, you can't come in here without a mask. Why? It's a governor's order. Did you read the order? No. Then how do you know what it says? Because it's store policy. You have no clue what you're talking about. The only thing that needs to be reinstated and reinforced here is that Although what we're saying is accurate in terms of legalities and lawfulness and all this, the problem is people are idealists and think, well, if I carry a pocket constitution with me, if I recite the color of law, if I explain to them logically what's going on, then they have to let me in. No, they don't have to let you do anything. And if you want to file some kind of discriminatory charge you want to file a complaint with the Department of Justice, you have to go through the process of doing that. You have to get a lawyer, or you have to know exactly what to do and when to do it and how to word your argument. Otherwise, yeah, they'll get away with get, it. You never want to get a, an attorney, a bar attorney. Let me just interject, because this could be helpful information. Well, you, I know you probably mentioned it on other shows, but it was helpful to you and uh, depending on what people's situations are, just like you were being forced to wear a mask uh, or they tried to force you to wear a mask at work um, and or business people that may have their own business that are intimidated by these executive orders, which is completely unconstitutional and unlawful. Uh, it's just a good website to refer to, and that's uh, constitutionallawgroup.us. And there's some information in there. Uh, you might be able to contact somebody from that organization to help because I know they've helped you. They've helped many others who, uh, you know, by providing a, a cease and desist order uh, to the employer. Uh, and also I know that the, uh, they've helped many, many, many hundreds of businesses uh, open that were supposed to be closed down because of these bogus executive orders. So that's a good reference to start with if people do need help. Constitutionallawgroup.us. Yeah, and you know the Constitutional Law Group 
when I contacted that group, Jack, everything that I had already done is, with the exception of filing a complaint with the Department of Justice for a violation of ADA and HIPAA, I had already done everything. And the people that I was presenting this to who were trying to force me to wear a mask or I would lose my job or be put on quote-unquote leave, they were not listening to me. It took an official phone call from a perceived authority to get them to acknowledge the exact same information I had been showing them for weeks. So, again, idealistically, I can give you opt-out forms for vaccines. I can give you documents on the safety of cleaning products. I can give you all the information. You go find it for yourself. But unless you're an authority, no one's going to really listen to you. And that shows you that people that you're presenting this to do not think. They react based on what authority says. And when you can get an authority on your side, then the person gets scared and says, okay, we'll do what the authority says now. It's really, really sad that we rely so heavily on that perception of authority. Well, I've, the thought has crossed my mind before when I, when I approach somebody. I've thought about saying, you know, to, if they're wearing a mask, I've thought about saying, you know, I'm a doctor and da, 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 da. Because, you know, that may, in their mind, give it more validity, just the point you're making. But I, I would be lying if I did that, so I've stayed away from that. I thought about even doing some word magic on my own, you know, um, and just imply that I was a doctor or something along those lines. But I chose not to do that. I think one other thing we would be remiss uh, from if we didn't mention it is, and I'm sure you've talked about this on some of the other shows, but just the the social conditioning that's occurring and how that is affecting the dehumanization of uh, the population. I mean, to me, that's that's a big point. And I don't watch much TV, but I have been watching a little bit of TV uh, to watch the news from time to time, both the national and local news, as well as watching the commercials. Um, these companies that are advertising now, all of them, it doesn't matter if it's a small business locally or medium-sized business or, or a, a corporate chain, so many of them are incorporating, you know, the the narrative of the virus in one way or another, the phantom virus, as I call it. Um, but certainly when you see reporters on the news, uh, there are commercials where the people are actually wearing a mask in the commercial. That is so disgusting to me, but it, it's just it's just the matrix, man. It's just steamrolling us. But I think that that's something if people haven't given it any thought. And most people who wear masks, that thought never even crosses their mind how it affects the communication between human beings and the interaction between human beings. And that's a big part of what this is all about. Yeah, I, I live in uh, outside of Rochester, New York now. And I, I, I moved recently, Jack, and uh, some people might know this. I didn't know this till I moved here. Rochester has the highest concentration of deaf people in the country because of the university. So mm. you run into deaf people all the time here in, in this part of New York. And usually they're, you don't really even notice they're deaf, but you can see people signing or you know writing things down, interacting with each other, especially if you work at a business. And for all those people, because the concentration here is so high, 
they don't probably know. I, I would imagine that a lot of them don't know because I, I see like two people a week without a mask on. I imagine they don't know that having a hearing issue, being completely deaf or close to deaf, you don't have to wear a mask. And not only that, but if people are interacting with you, they're supposed to remove their mask because otherwise they're impairing your and exacerbating your disability. But how how would I explain that to a deaf person? You know, hey, I can relate to that. You know, as you know, my hearing is not good at all. Seriously, you could. uh, When I have to try and talk to somebody who's wearing a mask and and I don't say that I'm a lip reader. But I think everyone does that subconsciously to some extent. And I definitely have a more difficult time when someone's wearing a mask, A, because I can't see their lips, but also because it does muffle the speech. Yeah. And so it, it definitely is a factor. Well, well, you know, when this whole thing began, I remember this, this woman came into the store I work at. And, and now, granted, she had an, a 3M respirator, which should actually filter out viral particulates so she at least had a re- she didn't have a goggles or ear muffs or something but she had a respirator and and she came in and i i went over to her and i said you need any help and i thought maybe i could hear her but I, all i heard was i said what i said you're gonna have to take the mask off i won't take the mask off and i'm just like well i don't know what the hell you're saying point to it you know and she's like more green peppers it's like, okay, you know, I can't understand what you're saying. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, you need to put goggles on if you want to protect yourself. Well, I got the mask. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so absurd. Jack, when we get back from the break here, I want to talk to you about these cleaning products. How does that sound? Because this is a big story, too, that should receive attention. But Sure. And I, and I also have a, a, a prediction or two. You have a prediction or two as well. All right. That's a big teaser right there. So people are going to want to tune in after the break. But uh, a a couple of predictions. I'm I'm Ryan Gable. (laughs) And this is The Secret Teachings. We'll be right back on the Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, 
or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is Reverend John M. Polk from johnpolkmedia.com and you are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. This is Alan Butler, co-author of America, Nation of the Goddess. This is Janet Walter, co-author of America, Nation of the Goddess. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The, the Secret, Secret teachings. teachings. But no, I really appreciate being on your show and you ask great questions and have a dialogue and not every show does that. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us. My website is lindagodfrey.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. Tonight, I am joined by my co-host, Jack, from the Messenger of Information website, a website Jack runs, messengerof.info, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. We've been looking at some of these rules, restrictions, recommendations, guidances, from states and counties from California to Orange County, Florida, to New York, telling residents, telling citizens, you must wear a mask. You're obliged to wear a mask. That's what the word means. Must is obliged. It means to be grateful for something. You must be grateful for us telling you to wear a mask. That's how it literally translates. It's a rule. It's a mandate. But if you actually read what the mandate is, it's not a rule, it's not a mandate. It's basically a strongly worded, hopeful recommendation that people acquiesce. But it's not something you actually have to do. So ultimately, it's coercive persuasion. It's part of the cultural revolution of the herd mentality, groupthink, and collectivized thought of manufactured consensus. And one of the things that I find far more disturbing, and we should have reserved more time for it than this last segment, Jack, one of the things I find far more disturbing is that, you know, when someone, you know, they, 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 they really love their car and, you know, the classic dad who doesn't want his kids to eat in the car because they could mess up the upholstery, they could spill something on the floor, you know, something like that. They, they really, really take care of their car. They love that car. Women, too. But they have no issue pumping their body full of poisons and toxins. They would be the first to freak out if you put the low-end-grade gas into the car. But they have no problem after paying for the premium gas, going into the gas station, grabbing a Slim Jim and a Monster, and poisoning themselves, literally, because it's not even food by definition. I find that interesting because it's no different than how we clean during a pandemic. It's probably the first time in anybody's life who's who's... You know, within a certain age range, I don't know how many people have gone through a pandemic. Have we had many pandemics? Not many. So most of us have never seen what a cleaning campaign looks like. And it basically looks like hysteria. It's like scrub, scrub, rinse, scrub, scrub, rinse, scrub, scrub, rinse, scrub, scrub, rinse, scrub, scrub here, scrub, scrub there. Whether you're tan or bronze, you know that you can 
Love another man in the wonderful land of Oz, that, fam- <laughs> that family guy bit with Stewie. So you scrub, scrub here, you scrub, scrub there, scrub, scrub everywhere. You keep spraying, you wipe down, spray, wipe down, spray, wipe down. So I noticed that one of the chemicals being used at a lot of grocery stores and retail stores was not only very toxic. We'll explain how this chemical actually creates the conditions in the body that might be interpreted as COVID-19. What do you think about all that, Jack? I know we've discussed it off air. Give me your thoughts on this. Well, I'm concerned about it only because I have, uh, again, I, I've been going back to the fitness club since it's reopened, and then I you right. had mentioned that to me, and, of course, they have spray bottles everywhere. And so I looked at the, uh, interestingly, the brand was called Broadband. I kind of think that's unusual, Broadband, and it's this disinfectant, and sure enough, it has ammonium chloride in it at 10.4%. So I brought that to the attention of the manager there, which I'm sure will go nowhere. But what, why I'm concerned is because you said, if I'm recalling correctly, that there is a, a film or residue that's left um, – once something is sprayed down, and so if I'm touching that with my hands, then it's accessing my skin. Um, and so, therefore, all of these, again, well-intended people that are following the rules put down by the fitness center and spraying down uh, everything. By the way, the fact that you questioned uh, the germ theory, which we learned from Don and Dave, Don, Parker, Don, Don Lester and Dave Park, David Parker, that was kind of liberated liberating to me actually i was like i don't even i'm not even worried about germs but anyway so that that's something that could affect me um and then uh that everyone's spraying it down and then when you told me what the company that produces this chemical uh actually says as far as how to treat it if you even get just one little drop on your skin you might want to go over those two topics as far as the, the residue and, and also what happens if it actually touches your skin, I think that's really important. No, that's a huge component of this. And after the show that I did called Condition X, Chemical Conundrum, which just re-aired last night on the Fringe FM in the uh, early part of the day, I w- had gone to uh, look at the multi-surface cleaner disinfectant box where all the chemicals came in and uh, I just was reading through it skimming over it and I noticed something that I did not mention on that condition x show this is literally what it says let me preface this by telling you what the active ingredient is in this cleaner this is supposed to be a disinfectant a cleaner a fungicide a mildew stat it's supposed to be a virus side so killing viruses and a bunch of other stuff it's alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride at 0.3%. And it's not supposed to be at 0.3% with 99.7% other ingredients. Even at such a low dosage, it's extremely toxic, it's extremely poisonous, and the company explains the guidelines of how to use it. But in an emergency first aid situation, they tell you, If it's in your eyes, hold eye open. I'm reading this from the box. Hold eye open and rinse slowly and gently with water for 15 to 20 minutes. Remove contact lenses if present after the first five minutes, then continue rinsing eye. 
the one part that really stood out to me because I've gotten this cleaner or a type of this cleaner on my clothing and on my skin before. It says, if on skin or clothing, take off contaminated clothing, rinse skin immediately with plenty of water for 15 to 20 minutes. Continuous running of water on the skin to get the chemical off. If it's just a tiny little drop of the alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. So just a little teeny tiny drop, take your clothes off, go get in the chemical shower and spray your eyes out because this stuff is poisonous. Now, the key here, Jack, is that this alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride is at 0.3% and there are 99.7% other ingredients and it's still that toxic. Now get this, they say it's not food safe. However, Stores that deal in food preparation are using the same alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride that the company Alpha Chemical says is safe for food and that the FDA says is generally recognized as safe. And it has 3% alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. So help me with the math here, buddy. 0.3% is toxic. But 3% is food grade, and it's safe. I mean, it literally says that literally on the container of the so-called disinfectant. Yes, and in the big scheme of this uh, psychological warfare against humanity, again, not only were masks in play before they ever initiated this scamdemic, But I assure you, there's no doubt in my mind that this disinfectant was also in play. Because think of the volume of sales that were made from these disinfecting agents. And knowing full well how the dark ones work, they always want to benefit multiple ways from anything they do. So if they can uh, create toxicity in people's uh, in their bodies by this, once again, it's... It's always an illusion, right? Oh, here, put this disinfectant on everywhere. Wipe everything down in the restaurant, at the fitness center, and everywhere else that uh, there is a public contact. They have to be wiping everything down with toxic chemicals. So they benefit many different ways. And again, profit-wise, I'm sure that the sales have gone through the roof from these companies that sell these products. And also, it's having a, a negative effect on people's health, health as is wearing masks. Could you mention, too, um, if, if it's sprayed and somebody breathes that in, didn't they talk about if you inhale it, the oh, negative yeah. effects it would have on the lungs? Oh, yeah. There, there are multiple reports on that, that ammonium chloride, and there are various versions of the ammonium chloride compound. There are various types of ammonium chloride. The, the, the type that I mentioned, the quaternary ammonium compounds, the QACs, uh, alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chlorides, BACs, one of the QAC types, it's one of the most common, but there are others. And the company says when you use these chemicals, you shouldn't be aerosolizing them, especially if it's in your home, especially if it's in a workplace especially if it's anywhere 
where you don't have some kind of ventilation to outside air. And if you breathe the stuff in, which I have long time ago when it was food safe before this whole thing began, I had a little bit of trouble breathing. And the company says if you breathe it in, you should go outside and get fresh air. But if I have trouble breathing now, and I was to say to management if it was a job or I'm at home and, you know, someone's like, I don't, you know, your child or your husband or whatever, you know, like, honey, I'm really, I really don't feel good. I feel kind of, you know, sick or something. And they don't say, well, what kind of chemical are you spraying in the kitchen, honey? They're like, well, we got to go to the doctor. You can't breathe. It must be COVID. So... This stuff irritates the, 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 the respiratory system. It irritates your mucous membranes. It irritates the skin. It's, bottom line is it's incredibly toxic. But what they say is if you spray it, you should have proper ventilation. And in <laughs> all scenarios, when you use the chemical, the company recommends in their own safety sheet that you only put it on some kind of material like a cloth Wipe down the surface once and then, with gloves on, dispose of the rag. You should not be spraying, wiping down, spraying, wiping down, because, as you alluded to, Jack, it leaves a residue that is supposed to kill pathogenic viruses and bacteria, which means that even if we accept Louis Pasteur's plagiarized theories... Which, by the way, the first time I learned about that was, I, w- I want to give credit to Nancy Appleton, Dr. Nancy Appleton. She wrote a great book about it called The Curse of Louis Pasteur. But even if we accept Louis Pasteur's plagiarized theories, if you touch, you've got, let's picture this, Jack, you put your finger up in the air, and you've got some COVID on the tip of your finger, right? And you go to touch the enter button on the keypad, and it's been wiped down with a QAC, a chemical compound that leaves a residue. When you touch it, that QAC should kill COVID on your finger. So when you walk away, you shouldn't have to spray more of the QAC and wipe it down. But of course, the company is benefiting from this ignorance. Legally, they're protected because they tell you in their safety sheets, don't do it. But they make no effort to explain why you shouldn't do it and actively inform people of the toxicity of the chemical. You know where I found the safety data sheet? Crumbled up in the box with the chemicals when I found the one at the place that I work. And, this, and the thing is, it's nobody that, and I mean this legitimately, nobody at the place I work, it's nobody's fault. Because right. the, the company that oversees everything, they're calling and telling us it's food safe. It's right. not their fault either. The company that sells them the chemical, there's some big contract, I'm sure, just lies. And then the lie right. is passed on. Misled completely, the the uh, type of ammonium uh, chloride that was in the uh, this, the s- disinfectant spray at the health club that I go to is uh, and you said there's and I think I saw this in some of the information that you sent me. There's about four or five, maybe six different uh, types of ammonium uh, chloride, but this one that was on the bottle is called di didexyl dimethyl, dimethyl. right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, dodecyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. That's, by the way, Jack, I found that as you were saying it, that is one of the chemicals that the California Department of Pesticide Regulation says you should not use. <laughs> it even says this, in, I mean, but this is the same state of California that's like, don't use QACs 
But then they use them, they use them inappropriately as if there is an appropriate way to use them, but then tell people you have to wear a mask to protect yourself. But you're, yeah, that, you're inhaling it, you're consuming it, it's absorbed through the skin, and that's what's causing people to get sick. One of the things. Go ahead. What I'm tired of amongst many, many, many things is just we can never take anything for granted in this world. Not the most simple, basic thing. You can't trust anything, any company, the government, right across the board. You can take nothing for granted, even as something as simple as that. I, I mean, I think there's uh, probably documentation, too, that the hand sanitizer, which has been you know, used in, in those wipes um, before this scamdemic even started, there, I, I don't know if you've done shows on that or I'm pretty sure you brought that up that even using those those little handy wipes that supposed are supposed to disinfect and the hand sanitizer those things are really not healthy for us either. Yeah, most of the cleaning products are incredibly toxic. But let's just say for for a second Jack, we accept uh, the Louis Pasteur germ theory. Let's say we accept all that and then there are some little things here or there like whether viruses are alive that's highly debated and disputable, but Regardless of that, let's say we accept the mainline narrative, okay? For a moment, let's be in agreement with what Fauci and all these people are lying about. Our heroes. Those are the heroes. Our heroes. Doctor Who is my hero, (laughs) and I will be fooled again and again and again and again. So quaternary ammonium compounds. Mount Sinai, which is one of the most prestigious hospitals, medical centers in the country. Some people might argue the world. New York University School of Medicine. So this is a very prestigious institution. Quaternary ammonium compounds in cleaning products. If you type that in, quaternary ammonium compounds in cleaning products, Mount Sinai, New York University, or email me, I'll send you the whole list of uh, papers. I sent Jack the whole list, uh, a couple other people. It brings up one of the best resources I've found so far. It's Health and safety information for health professionals, not for the public, but for health professionals. I want to read you two important things about what it says. One of them is frightening, but it makes a lot of sense pertaining to why people get sick. And the other one is a simple solution if you really are afraid of pathogens. Here's what it says. Quaternary ammonium compounds. I'm going to keep this very short. You can go read this thing for yourself online. It talks about the serious and preventable health effects of utilizing QACs, even when they're used appropriately based on what the company says is necessary and safe, which we know is untrue because if it's toxic, it's toxic in any dosage. There are four things that it affects. It affects the skin, so it creates contact dermatitis. I had contact dermatitis. I told my doctor, first time I'd seen a doctor in over a decade, I think it's contact dermatitis from this chemical. He said, well, I'm inclined to agree with you. So I didn't need to go to medical school for eight years to figure this out. It's pretty simple. Chemicals introduced. I get a skin rash, reduce the chemical, the rash goes away, boom, it's done. The second thing, eye and mucous membrane injuries from contact with mist, so if it's aerosolized, meaning that you get watery eyes, inflammation, sneezing, coughing, wheezing, and of course, by extension, 
Number three, triggering of asthma symptoms in people who already have asthma or a new onset of asthma-like symptoms, basically respiratory distress. What is COVID-19? It's a respiratory condition. Also, oral and gastrointestinal injuries from swallowing the compound, but you could swallow it by inhaling it in the air in relatively non-concentrated doses. You know, it gets on food, you consume it, all these things. So those are the four things it affects. Basically, it creates the environment of so-called COVID-19 symptoms, which, by the way, vomiting, diarrhea, fever, coughing, wheezing, sneezing, choking, all these things are your body trying to expel something. It's not the identification of a particular disease. They're just so-called symptoms. They're how your body reacts. But the, the cherry on top, Jack, you ready for this? Mount Sinai, New York University, even says, you won't see this on the nightly news, they say that even if we accept the Louis Pasteur germ theory, to date, this is a quote, to date, cleaning products containing hydrogen peroxide as the main disinfectant may be considered, wording there is very interesting, they are, but may be considered as equally or more effective yeah. disinfectants and alternatives to QACs. And if my microphone didn't cost $800, I would drop it. It is absolutely incredible. And uh, if you'd like, I have one more piece, and then we'll go to final comments, Jack. Sure. A friend of mine showed me a uh, cosmetic dictionary, and uh, I picked it up. She said, you might be interested in this. So I picked it up, and I turned just open to a random page, I turned to the, the Q section, and lo and behold, on the section of the book she gave me, my finger was literally on quaternary ammonium compounds in cosmetics. And so I read this, and I, my, my mouth just dropped. And I, I showed her, here in this dictionary, I have a printout of it, it says, all the quaternary ammonium compounds can be toxic depending upon the dose and concentration. It says concentrated solutions irritate the skin and can cause neurosis of the mucous membranes. Yet they put this in skin care products, things you put on your face, things that you're going to be inhaling, knowing that the primary effects are breathing and skin irritation. The cosmetic industry knows it. The chemical industry knows it. It's the mass general public and the healthcare professionals that don't know it because, like the lack of nutritional education, they don't get information on chemical compounds that cause the symptoms of what we call major diseases. And again, I would drop my mic if it wasn't so expensive. You've got a nice new mic. Maybe you want to drop your mic. Final <laughs> comments or thoughts, Jack? I tried to sum that up as what, best as possible. What, what what makes me scratch my head is the the manufacturers, whether it's food, um, everybody's been duped, you know. And so the the manufacturers of cosmetics, like no one ever noticed that. None of their scientists or chemists or whoever you know creates their latest new line of cosmetics never once even stopped to question. Wait a minute, why are we putting this chemical in here? I, I, what is this chemical? And look into it and say, hey, boss. We better not put this in there. It's harmful. That's the thing that amazes me, how it, everything just slides right through the system. And again, at some point, I assure you that 
there's no doubt again in my mind that this is being done on purpose. Um, so, uh, and, and is just a coincidence that the symptoms are the same as the phantom virus. Hmm. Just a coincidence. My last thoughts would be my predictions, which I promised, uh, I'm going to predict that some type of event is going to happen, uh, over the 4th of July weekend, some, some new, uh, new event um, to cause uh, fear and harm and all those wonderful things. Fourth uh, of July, keep your eye on, it's coming up. I'm also going to predict without any reservation that the world is never going to go back to the way it was, which is <laughs> unacceptable the way it was anyway, in my opinion. But uh, don't ever expect any of the sports leagues to start back up again. Again, concerts, major concerts. There won't be any of the major bands touring this summer like they usually do or any other time uh, at this point and in, in, in into the future. Uh, I do not see college football resuming. I do not see the NFL. I don't think any major sports leagues, although Major League Baseball is still talking about doing it, but it seems to be just that, a lot of talk. Lastly, I would just leave people with this thought. The Latin um, definition of the word person means mask. So this masquerade, as you call it, of course, we're all considered to be persons, right? It's all a charade. Uh, we're, we're, we're corporate fiction in the eyes of the, the people that run this planet, the entities that run this planet. So I, again, don't think that's a coincidence. And then lastly, I would just encourage people to go to Messenger of Information and check out something I'm, I'm kind of proud of. I, th I thought I did a really good job. Um, kind of, I got a kick out of writing this, but uh, check out Ode to COVID-1984, which is a parody that I wrote um, to another song. And uh, I think folks will get a kick out of that. Just go to the home homepage and you'll see that it has a link right to Ode to, Ode to Code COVID-1984. That That's was, all I got for you, Ryan. That was one of the original shows that I did. It was called, uh, well, I did a COVID, I do like COVID, COVID-84, like Rex-84, and then I did a COVID-1984. You get, you get, you're getting creative too, Jack. And creative. Oh, with, I have uh, a lot of crea creativity I know in you me, uh, and I forgot the name of the, it's by uh, Buffalo Springs, Springfield. Uh, uh, the name of this song is "For What It's Worth." It's a very, it was a very, very popular uh, classic rock song. So I'm sure people will be able to uh, see that the words go right along with it and fit in very nicely. I've said that wearing a mask is like the face hugger from Alien, and rather than planting the parasite and the xenomorph inside of your stomach, inside of your your uh, your torso, it plants authoritarianism, and once it's planted, it explodes outward, and you die and the authorities take complete and absolute control. But the mask is also something else. We're masquerading as heroes and victims of Doctor Who or Doctor Strangelove. But what these really are are death masks. A death mask is a likeness, usually made out of wax or plaster, of a person's face after their death. It's usually white because made out of plaster. It's usually made by taking a cast or impression from the corpse. They're mementos of the dead or to be used for the creation of portraits. When I walk around and I see people wearing those white, light blue masks, I see death masks everywhere of people that are spiritually and emotionally dead. 
but they're also terrified and they're afraid. And I'm not going to rip the mask off. I'm not going to make any snide comments, but I am going to inform people. And if you have any questions, email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. Share information with me. I'd love to share information with you. This show is supported with listeners like you subscribing to our archive, buying our books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Jack, thank you so much. Your mic sounded fantastic tonight, the new Blue Yeti. Thanks for Good joining us. Good to be us. back. I, I enjoyed it. I got one thing to say. Have a nice night. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Stay safe, stay informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. 